from sea to shining sea in the United States and around the world on the internet, welcome to a special edition of InfoBlips. My name is John Haynes and I am the host of this podcast. Today's date is January the 7th, 2021. Okay, we're going to get down to business here straight off the bat because I'm, I'm pissed. I'm not mad. I am pissed. Have you seen the video of these, these terrorists attacking the people's house? Have you seen the video of these idiots running into the, the Capitol? I mean, it, it's, it's just ridiculous. It, it, was, it was so appalling that I had to take pause and stop because I was cursing and a whole bunch of stuff. That is ridiculous. We had a coup. I have been saying this since the beginning of Donald Trump's presidency. Test me out. Go back and listen to all of InfoBlips uh, or just some of them, whatever. Go back and listen to, 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 to what I've been saying. I've been saying that Donald Trump is a danger. Donald Trump is a threat to our democracy and our republic. Donald Trump is a con man. I've been saying this. I've been saying this and we've been warning. This, we're going to get into several things. One of them is going to be how this got started and, and, and where it was all organized. And then the second thing is going to be why was law enforcement not active or chose not to be active? And the third thing we're going to discuss, which is going to be very ongoing because it's not going to be just one podcast, is the difference between law enforcement, how they treat white people and how they treat black people. And yeah, I'm going there. I'm done. I'm done. You see these, these white boys walking all up into the Capitol, half of them. And then I, I, I monitored the, the white <laughs> supremacist um, podcast and they said, no, we weren't armed with weapons. We weren't armed with guns. That's what pepper spray and uh, tasers are for. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. If these people were black, there would be dead bodies right now. There would be dead bodies and hundreds in prison waiting for arraignment. 15 people? 15 people? Really? 15 people. They arrested 15 people. Ooh. And then you have the white supremacist trying to muddy the water. Oh, that was Antifa. You shut up. No damn Antifa. Come on, man. Antifa is not even an organization, first off. You know, look it up. Antifa's a bunch of ragtag people from over in Europe that comes over here and, and yeah, they start crap. And they probably did some stuff, well, I know they did some stuff with, with uh, BLM. But a lot of that was a white supremacist. The United States FBI and the intelligence committee, the intelligence industry, in January said that white supremacists were the most dangerous threat to the United States of America. They also said that they were being paid and financed by Russia. This is not what I'm making up. I read this when it first came out and I'll go back and, and I'll play what I said, but I, 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 re, I know and remember saying it. And I was appalled then. And here we are some seven months later and look what's happening. Do you really think that Donald Trump is not an operative? And why the hell is he still in office? This man is guilty of insurrection. This not opinionated. Listen to what he told these gang of people that he's going to march. And he also said he's going to march with them. <laughs> yeah, that he was going to march with them. They were to go down there and 
applaud for the people that were going to object and not so much for those who won't. And then he said, you will never take back this country by being weak. You have to be strong. Uh, what is that supposed to mean? And then they come down and they're doing exactly what he told them to do. And he runs and go the, in the other direction in a bulletproof <laughs> limo to the white house and was enthusiastically watching the chaos, watching the terrorists attack an institution that has stood for hundreds of years, watching them attack it and saying nothing. And the, another thing is, and I, I need to, because I know I'm jumping around, but Mike Pence was in that building <laughs> and Donald Trump didn't do crap to help him and his family. His family was in the building. His wife and his daughter was there. I mean, and he didn't do nothing, Jack, to help him out the vice president out of the building. See, like I said, and then he turned on, 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 on Pence simply because he followed the constitution. See, this is what I'm, this is dangerous. Donald Trump is a dangerous man. Donald Trump has now found, like I said in my podcast earlier, my last podcast, he knows now that he has a following and he is dangerous and he's going to use that. This man should have been, they should have drug him out of the Oval Office last night in handcuffs, perp walk his ass down the walkway and throw him into federal prison. He caused an insurrection. It was a failed coup, basically. And if the Democrats do not, if they do not work quickly and, oh my God, if they do not do something tangible, the Democrats talk. That's why I'm not a Democrat. They get on my nerves. They talk. It's time for action. Let's talk more action. Let's get this going. Take his ass out of office. He needs to go. Period. I don't want to hear all of the, whoa, you don't know. No, take him. See, the Democrats, when they get in the power, they all want to sing Kumbaya. You can't cure a patient unless you take the cancer out. And then you can say Kumbaya. Ted Cruz and Holly, they should be evicted from, from, I think they can't evict them, but they can suspend them from the Senate. And I'm going to look that up too. I know this has been a rant and a rave, and I'm going to get down to some verifiable factual information, but I had to get this off my chest. I mean, I was sitting there just, those people (laughs) climbing up walls, climbing up scaffolding, and Someone, one of those so-called good people, planted a bomb. Yeah, an explosionary device, you know, that they planted a bomb. And the woman that was shot, uh, there's been four people killed, but the woman that everybody was like, oh no, this poor woman was, this poor woman was a 14-year veteran, which means that she knows what it means to go into harm's way and what could happen. This woman decided to go in and attack the Capitol. This woman lost her life. She made bad decisions. Am I mourning her? No. She made bad decisions. This has got to be addressed. This has got to be addressed now. You can't wait 20 days, 14 days. You cannot do that. This has to be addressed now. This is John Hings in Info Blips. I'll be back after this. And welcome back to Info Blips. Uh, I had to calm down. To be really honest with you, I had to come down. When I think about how the Capitol was desecrated yesterday, when I think about 
the terrorists, the homegrown terrorists that have been attacking and attempting to attack our democracy. It angers me. It really angers me. And I become very pissed because, like I said, I love this country. I mean, and I understand we have differences, but you don't do that. That's gone away a bridge too far. And we're going to have to deal with them very soon, and they have to be dealt with harshly. I, I, there's no, you cannot allow this to happen if the Re Democrats and the Republicans, if they don't move on this immediately, then we're going to have this every two to four years. We, this is not America. This is turning into something that Trump has designed, and we have to, <laughs> we have to take it back. One of the other things that I had ranted about before is whether or not America is a nation of laws or, or if it's just a nation of, of money over everything. And the answer is it's a nation of money over everything. Because if it was a nation of laws right now, Rudy Giuliani would be in jail. Donald Trump Jr. would be in jail. Ted Cruz would be in jail. Allow me to read two definitions. The first definition I'm going to read is for insurrection. Insurrection is a violent uprising against an authority or a government, and that's it. I think yesterday was a violent uprising. Um, I think that their leader, Donald Trump, organized the whole meeting and then uh, sent them down to the Capitol to do exactly what they did. Well, actually, it was his hope to interrupt the certification of the Electoral College, which is a process that our democracy has done for hundreds of years. So basically he sent them down to overturn or to interrupt with democracy. Okay, so the next um, definition I'm gonna read is sedition. Sedition is a serious felony punishable by up to 20 years in prison. And it refers to the act of inciting revolt or violence against a lawful authority with the goal of destroying or overtaking it. Well, that sounds like what Donald Trump wanted. What the American people witnessed on um, Wednesday was a failed coup attempt in the United States of America. Do you understand how that looks around the world? I mean, around the world, it looks like we're tearing ourselves apart. And the person that happens to be occupying the office of president, because he is not a president, he's never governed. He's not a president. He's the person that's occupying the office of the president, um, doesn't know what to do. He's afraid, again, that on the 20th he's gonna become citizen and there are serious lawsuits that are out there against Donald Trump that the only reason why they weren't brought to light is because he is uh, in the office of the president. So let's get down to some verifiable factual information. Okay, so the attempted coup was organized online by QAnon, the Proud Boys, and several other white nationalists and white supremacist groups. Now, on or about December the 23rd, Donald Trump, uh, 
on uh, message boards and online on Twitter and uh, Facebook um, called for his people or the people that support him to plan a large rally in D.C. on December on January the 6th, the day Congress is scheduled to certify the president-elect Joe Biden's victory. He characterized it as a final push to overturn the election results. And that's when QAnon and the Proud Boys went to work. They began to organize in groups and... Um, on the internet and on several different people's pages on uh, Facebook. I have been to just about all of them that's on Facebook and also on Twitter. Sometimes they speak in code, sometimes they, they set up meetings, but this is where they planned this whole uh, attack on our capital of the United States of America in the attempt to overthrow our democracy. You see, they're saying that they wanted to object to the, the electoral college votes. What they are actually doing is attempting to overthrow the government of the United States of America through violent acts. The sad and interesting part about it is that it's being led by the person that's holding the office of President of the United States. And in a communication, Trump said, we're going to have a wild time. A wild time. So is that cold? Uh, I don't know. But one thing I do know is that it was planned and uh, it was failed, but it was planned. And as I've been reviewing tapes, this is going into the second day. Um, not all of the officers stood down. A lot of them were fighting back. The problem is they were probably not given the adequate manpower or the adequate, I know the adequate uh, equipment because they didn't have any of the equipment they, they should have had. Um, and that part of it is what we have to investigate. And um, looking at Parler, it looks like the people, well, we call them Trumpsters, are not ready to stop. The Trumpsters are basically ready for insurrection. Uh, which means they're open, they're ready for open war. I've read where they said, I'm ready, they're ready for war because they don't feel as though they have been receiving their fair share and that liberals are pushing liberal things down their throats and that socialism is taking over the country. And this is all coming from QAnon. Uh, which the president continues to repeat and that they the election was stolen from them. That's insane. That is, but however insane it might be, these people believe it and they believe it wholeheartedly. If you listen to anybody that's been, that was interviewed uh, from inside the Capitol building, um, any QAnon person, and I'm gonna call them what they are, QAnon or, or Proud Boys, the most of the people that were there were QAnon. Uh, the Proud Boys was around, but most of the people there were, they were the QAnon people. The guy with the, uh, the headdress and the painted uh, face. Uh, and they said that this guy was Antifa. No, no, this guy wasn't Antifa. He is a shaman for QAnon. That means he's one of their holy men. Okay? This, this, I, I said before, QAnon is an extremely dangerous cult. And now people are finding out just 
how dangerous they are. Okay, so let me pull this together and 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 because I've been jumping around a lot because I want to get a lot of information. I was very angry and there's a lot of information I want to get out really quickly. Um, so I'm going to get down to some brass tacks here and some verifiable factual information. So let's start with the law enforcement response. Uh, the Pentagon and state officials and capital officials are pointing fingers at each other on how the response was coordinated. Now, in an ABC report, Washington officials said it was the Pentagon that planned to keep the presence of National Guard, okay, listen to this very carefully, small, unarmed, and a distance from the Capitol during the pro-Trump rally. However, the Pentagon said that they were merely responding to the city's wishes to keep things de-escalated. Before I go on, I would like to know who made that decision. Um, normally, if it was a crisis management team, there should have been a uh, several people made that decision. I've been on those crisis, man crisis management teams uh, when we were doing threat assessments. And it's usually a team of people, but I would like to know who made that decision that they want to keep things looking de-escalated. So late Friday, the Pentagon stated that the Capitol Police twice declined help from the Defense Department in days prior to January 6th. But it is also shows that when the city officials and Capitol Police requested additional National Guard troops, it took them four hours, four hours to deploy and to arrive, four hours. So the local and federal police are all pointing fingers at each other, uh, which is insane. But a spokesman for um, the Washington mayor's office said basically that it was the army secretary, not the city responsibility for the key decision in the National Guard response. And that is including the delay in mobilization after the violence escalated. So what I read out of that is that there was, she's admitting that there was a delay in mobilization. Why? Why was there a delay in mobilization when they were getting calls that the Capitol was being breached? Huh. So I remember ending my last podcast saying it's gonna be a shit show. And it was, um, the Pentagon released a timeline on Friday uh, that showed December 31st, a written request from Mayor Brock Bowser uh, for National Guard assistance to the city's police and fire department. On Monday, January 4th, according to the timeline, the DOD agreed to provide 340 members of the uh, National, DC National Guard uh, to assist. Now, I remember reading that. That's why I was thinking to myself, where, where is that 340? Where are the 340 National Guards that I read that they were supposed to be deploying? You know what they were doing? They were on traffic checks and, 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 and doing uh, traffic control. Basically is what they were doing was traffic control. Now, when they first got the phone call for help, it took them over 75 minutes 
for the Secretary of Defense to approve them sending <laughs> the additional uh, guards uh, to help the, the, the Capitol Police. And he also said that he would send a, a quick reaction force of 40 people. I'd like to know where they were. I mean, I, I just don't understand. First off, why it takes 70 minutes or 75 minutes when you get a call from the Capitol Police that the Capitol is being overran and it takes you 75 minutes to make that decision for real? Huh, man, I tell you, there was a meme that really made sense. There's a meme of uh, Osama bin Laden saying, hey, all I had to do is walk through the front door. Who knew? This is, this is unacceptable. This is totally unacceptable. Having been a security consultant and also doing conducted several threat assessments and staffing and, 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 and we did the whole, the whole thing. I can tell you that's unacceptable. And if this is how our government is being ran, then we need to clean house with all these guys because they're not doing their jobs. The guy said that they didn't know about the, the, the crowd going to the Capitol building until about one o'clock. What? Why? You didn't have people down there? Why not? There was thousands of people descending on DC and the people that are supposed to be keeping our country safety didn't even know or decided, yeah, it's okay, it's just Trump people, you know. <laughs> I can tell you if I had said, hey, we're gonna have a bunch of black people um, and we're gonna be showing up at the Capitol building, they would have had, I don't know, they would have had everybody, just like they did during the BLM uh, protest. They were peacefully protesting. The BLM was peacefully, peacefully see, I get really angry. <laughs> were peacefully protesting and they had national guard they had the guys in the black ninja suits that nobody knew who they were they wouldn't even give people their identification which is against the law but nothing happened there um they had no identification at all they had people in portland throwing people inside of, of, of unmarked cars i mean doing extractions on the street but in the capitol building when it was being overrun by Trump supporters, it took 75 minutes to approve and four hours to deploy. That, that's, that's unacceptable. And, and as far as I'm concerned, people need to lose their jobs because either they were complicit or complacent or they were complicit, they were helping. And, and, and the thing is, this coup was deep. They're, you're going to find out because they're going to say there's there's like rolling discovery because they don't want to give us too much. This was deep. I read where the D.C. Police Department found a vehicle with bombs and guns about a block away from the Capitol. So I, I was wondering, uh, who is the Secretary of Defense? Well, his name is Chris Miller. And I'm going to be looking into what Chris Miller does and who he is. And he's probably just somebody new because one of the things that Trump has been doing is actually just honing out or cleaning out all of the departments to where they're not even really effective anymore. And that's one of the complaints that they're saying that they don't have the staff to do anything. I mean, they're not effective. And the people that he's putting in the places for the people of the, of the professionals that he's firing 
have no kind of expertise. They have, they don't even know what to do, which is really dangerous for our country. I mean, I, I hope I've been, I've been, I mean, I've been yelling this for years. Okay, since Donald Trump came in office, this is dangerous for our country right now. If, if, if I, if I was an enemy of the United States, I would be planning a move right now. Because it's proof that we're in disarray. I mean, hell, it took them four hours to get people down the street. Basically, down the street. You know what I'm saying? It's down the street. Anyway, I am I am not happy with this at all. And I think that there it goes really deeper than just uh, a bunch of people walking down the street. And all of a sudden, hey, let's attack the Capitol. No. If you went to the Capitol building right now, or you and I had to go to the Capitol building right now, would you know where Nancy Pelosi's office is? I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know how to get in the place. Okay. Would you know where Chuck Schumer's office was? Would you know where Mitt Romney's office? I'm not Mitt Romney's, but um, Mitch McConnell's office is? Oh, these people did. They knew exactly. They got to the third floor. And I, I know people who work in that building. And they had a lady that was on Today interviewing. And... They were saying that it's they don't even know how to get to the to those areas that they were in because it's like a labyrinth. There's just so many you know, hallways and stuff. But these guys knew the right hallway to take, the right door to kick in. You know, how? How did they know that? Again, rolling discovery. But we're going to find out that this went really, really deep. So b before we move on away from the uh, law enforcement uh, part of this, um, I was reading where the Pentagon was saying that it wasn't their fault, that they provided everything that the city had asked them for in a letter on December the 31st, and that any uh, suggestion that they were not uh, supplying what was needed was false. I have to laugh. I mean, I really do. And then they, uh, the Pentagon said that one of the delays was because the National Guard that was on duty had the equipment for the requested um, position and that they had to send people back to the armory to get riot control um, equipment. And that blew my mind. <laughs> it really blew my mind. Okay. Because, look, I was a patrolman, man. I, you, you, you carried that stuff in your trunk. I mean, that was in your trunk because you never knew when something was going to break out. What are you supposed to say? Oh, there's going to be a riot. Let's go back to the station or to the armory to get our riot gear. That's insane. So something happened there. I mean, either there was a, a, a delay purposely or whoever is in charge. And then they said he's the acting uh, Secretary of Defense because everybody in Trump's administration is acting because he hasn't put anybody that was... He has so many empty seats that has not been filled, and I'm glad because he's gone. But anyway, um, it just doesn't make sense. And again, I, I like factual, verifiable information. This is factual, verifiable information. However, the result does not make sense. I know well that normally when the National Guard goes on a task that they are given uh, certain equipment and some of it is um, 
just for the tasks that they are given. But then in case there's escalations, normally there's 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 things that are given uh, in their trunks or in their in in their uh, their bags or, you know, I mean, I had a go bag that had my helmet and stuff in it. I mean, and these people are saying, well, they had to go back to the armory uh, to get riot gear. That's not acceptable. That is not acceptable. And it, and it concerns me because if it took them four hours to get down the damn street, what would happen if we had a, that was serious, but what would happen if we had an attack from an outside source? Not that the attack from the inside source was any less because this was very, very dangerous. And, and, and I'm really glad it was thwarted because they, they were planning a, a full on coup. That's the reason why these guys had their pictures on, on, on social media. That's why they were taking video because they thought that at the end of this, Donald Trump would regain control and they would be all given pardons, which they still might be. Okay, so let's move on to planning. So the whole operation, well, not the whole operation that we know about, was planned online. Um, it was even in, it was either in 8chan or it was in a couple of uh, sites that are named like American News or Military News or something like that. And basically what they are are just sites where white supremacists and um, QAnon members get to it and they talk code and then they go into a code type thing. Um, but it was all planned online. And anytime someone like me sitting in a secured location, by the way, um, <laughs> uh, knew that this was going to be a serious problem. I'm, I'm, I'm really sure, or I hope that the people who are looking to keep the city safe understood that this was going to be a serious problem. Um, but obviously either they didn't or there were a part of it. And this is, this is what I'm saying. I, I, I don't see this just being uh, Trump and a bunch of people going, let's go down the street. Mm -mm, not at all. There was too many things that, that fell into place. Way too many things that fell. And I don't believe in coincidences. And there was way too many things that totally fell into place to allow this to occur. So if it was planned all online and uh, I saw it, the question is, what the hell are these people in all these offices doing, uh, doing surveillance and all this stuff, making, you know, $350,000 a year? What the hell are they doing? I mean, if, 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 if someone like me with no clearance at all can look at this stuff and go around and say, hey, there's going to be a big problem down here on the 6th, you know, um, anybody could have done it. And, and everybody did. Everybody that, that were paying attention knew. Okay, but you're telling me that these people were not paying attention? And the question is, why? And there's a psychological answer for that. And it may sound, I don't know, to some will be, some people will be offended, but you know, the hell with it. The bottom line is, it's simply because there were white people that was going to protest. They psychologically don't fear white people. Black people go to protest and psychologically they have been taught to fear 
black people, especially black men. And so they overreact most of the time. And, and I, I sincerely believe that's the reason why there was no major preparation, besides the fact that it was people probably involved on the inside. So we know that the law enforcement aspect of uh, Wednesday was foobarred, completely foobarred, for whatever reason. It was foobarred and five people lost their lives. Now, let me explain something to you. If I set a house on fire and I didn't plan on anyone dying, but there were people in there and they died, I would be charged with arson and murder. Five people died. This was set in motion by Donald Trump, the sitting president of the United States of America. My psyche didn't even want me to say that. The sitting person holding the office of president of the United States of America. Why is he not being charged or considered to be charged with the murder? One of, of these people, one guy, one officer was beat to death with a fire extinguisher. Oh, that angers me. Where's Blue Lives Matter? Where is Blue Lives Matter? Why are they not out going, you know, oh, this was this was terrible and look what you we can't have this in America. No. Where where are they? They're nowhere. Blue Lives Matter is no they haven't even made a damn statement. You know, but oh, if that had been Black Lives Matter and they had did that, oh my god, they'd be like, that's what they're doing. You know, they're out here killing uh, Blue Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter. Obviously, Blue Lives don't matter that damn much because you guys not saying nothing right now. And that that's this is irritating me. This is totally and it, it shows the difference. It really shows the systematic racism that is embedded in this country and in our current system. And this is the reason why that system has to change. We showed the world on Wednesday that yes, there is some systematic racism in America. Look how they responded to this. And then there's there's pictures of how they responded to Black Lives Matter. I mean, the BBC, it, the people around the world, <laughs> I'm waiting to get a couple of emails from some people that listen in different parts of the country. Uh, and, and, and remember, hey guys, um, that's uh, infoblips at activist.com infoblips at activist.com please i want to know what people think about this because this is serious business you have biden coming in office the democrats are going to have the house and the senate we have two years to get things done now i'm not a democrat and you know i'm not a republican but there's two years to get things done we need to push them to change our judicial system Kamala Harris is there and she knows the judicial system. And I don't care what some people think about her. She's there and she's in a position now where she can probably do some good. We need to address this judicial system and law enforcement. I have two things I know, law enforcement and health care. And the law enforcement of this country needs to be totally rethought and totally revamped. If not, we're going to be heading into with a serious serious problem because of the different way that white people and black people or people of color are treated by 
the law enforcement system and the judicial system in this country. I remember I sent out a, uh, a post on Facebook that said, now we know who the real animals are. I mean, they, they look at black people or people of color as, as less. These people were animals. They were, look at them, listen to them. They were animals, period. They were terrorist animals doing terroristic acts. You listen to it. Look what they looked like. Listen to what they said. I mean, you have people throwing F-bombs. You got women screaming F-bombs. I, I mean, I, I, at the top of their lungs. I'm like, really? Okay. And the important part was the they were calling the white police officers traitors. Oath breakers. Now I'm like going oath breakers. What the hell are you talking about? Oath breakers. Did y'all take an oath or something? Oath breakers. Maybe I didn't know about it, but oath breakers. Yeah, really? And that they were traitors. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, so maybe there's a club I don't know about. So I'm trying to stay on track. It looks like we talked about everything I said we would talk about as far as the uh, terrorist attack, the domestic terrorist attack uh, on Wednesday on the state capitol by pro Trump. Um, act terrorists. Now, I want to move on to the Republicans on the floor that continued to object and perpetrate the lie that Donald Trump won the election after the, the assault on the Capitol. Well, after the terrorist attack on the Capitol. These individuals, and I've been reading if you're in the Senate, you can be suspended, censored, or you can be expelled. Ted Cruz needs to be expelled from the Senate immediately. And I'm going to start some type of call-in thing. I don't know how to do it, but I'll, I'm going to find out. I'm going to call my friend uh, Jennifer and find out. I He needs to be expelled from, from, from the Senate, period. During the Right before the attack or during the attack, he sent out an email or a tweet. Um, saying that he was on the floor fighting for uh, for for Trump to uh, to overturn the election or something like that, and I'll get the, the direct verbiage. But this was right as they were attacking. Okay, um, Ted Cruz is up in this up to his eyeballs, and he needs to be just he has to be account be paid accountable. Josh Howley needs to be paid accountable too. Needs to be made accountable too. He should be also expelled from uh, from the Senate. We have to be harsh within the confines of the law, but it has to be harsh and it has to be quick. That's why I don't know which one is it's faster or how they can do it. The 25th Amendment. I think the 25th Amendment would be the quickest way, but then... Pence is going to have to go up against uh, a Trump. He's going to have to have the cabinet members say, hey, look, you know what? I'm taking I'm taking the presidency from you because you are not qualified or you have not. You've lost the uh, ability to carry out the duties of the presidency. We've been knowing this for for years. Donald Trump, there's something been wrong with him for years and we all know it. People know it. People, and I'm not even there. People that's in his rim, they know this man's crazy. I've dealt with him in Hawaii, and I'm going to tell you, he's evil. I know that. 
we did some business in in Hawaii, and he's evil. I that's my opinion uh, that he is very evil. Okay, but they should know that Donald Trump is out of his mind. I mean, anytime he's he's changing his mind several different times a, a day, a week. You know, this is just it's it's crazy that they haven't pulled him out of office yet. And as far as I'm concerned, it is day three or day four of a terrorist occupying the office of the president. Now, some people are saying, hey, you know, uh, let's just don't make don't make waves. It'll give him more power with his crew or with his followers. And let's just let him ride out the next 12 days. Hell no. Hell no. He needs to be held accountable. And I don't care what it does to his people. It's not. Listen, the people that are following Donald Trump after what happened on Wednesday is going to follow him anyway. If they still believe in the lies that Donald Trump has been telling them all these years, when, when they look back and they find out he had a failed presidency because he did nothing that he was supposed to do in his presidency, with the exception of cutting taxes on his rich corporate capitalist friends. Okay, so so I have no mercy for him or anybody that he conspired with. There should be no grace for anybody that he conspired with, that Donald Trump conspired with. And if I was Biden and Kamala, I would just clean house as far as the uh, Capitol Police is concerned. And then I would have to revet everybody that's going to be on my team. I mean, including the Secret Service. I have to revet these people. I don't think they get a chance to revet them, but something because I don't. I would not know who to trust there. I, after this happened, I do not know. I would not know who to trust because you know that it wasn't just Donald Trump. He, he's not able just to do that alone. There was a lot of people involved in that, and like I said, because they like they like rolling discovery because they don't think that we the masses can take the whole picture at one time. So they're going to roll this out. And then the media, of course, they have something new to lead with every day. Um, that's why it's going to be this way. But we're going to find out that it was a lot more people involved than just Donald Trump and the thousands of people that he had down there uh, at his uh, mob meeting. And I apologize. Well, I don't. The selfless promotion <laughs> I have to do because I don't have millions of dollars. Uh, I have no money. I don't have any money that uh, for advertising and all that stuff. But if you go back and you listen to InfoBlips, exactly what I have been saying is now happening. I talked about the pandemic before they called it a pandemic. And what I'm saying is not that I'm smart uh, or that I have inside information because I don't. Um, I have, I just read, I read a lot and I have discernment and, and that's about it. But if you go back and you'll see that info blips have been on top of it, or at least two weeks ahead of the main media, um, if the information is out there, you could do it too. The thing is the reason why is now because I'm retired and I have all this time. So instead of like, and I have my phone and people are playing games, I'm doing research. You know, I do research on my phone all day long. My wife hates it, but all day long, that's what I do, you know, and you can do it too, but it's going to take a long time, a lot of time. And that's the thing InfoBlips is going to give you. It gives you that I research every story that I talk about, and it has to be found in three or four 
re- respectable platforms or publications. And and I do use a lot of uh, publications that are not in the United States. Um, BBC being one of them, I have the register, and there's a couple of others that I that have really good commentary. Um, and then once I find um, these stories, then I start researching them. And then, you know, most of them are the ones that I think uh, are of importance of the day. And just like now, there is a lot of things floating around that I can't confirm. So I, I'm not going to report on it. Uh, what I can say is that it appears that there is that this is not over. Let me just say it like that. It appears from what I've been reading that this is not over. And I really think they should move the venue uh, of the inauguration. Um, These people, I believe that the government is underplaying them. These people are extremely dangerous and I rule nothing out. It's for nothing, absolutely nothing out as far as they're concerned. Um, A lot of the people that have been in the military or or post-military people that they're just getting out of military. A lot of these people are on a lot of these sites and I've been hearing them and reading them saying a lot of dangerous things. Um, I don't know why um, no one else is listening or hearing them. I mean, when someone tells me, I guarantee you that uh, Biden will not be sworn in. And I went, yeah, let's, I'll, let's make a, I'll make a wager on it. And he goes, I would, but I wouldn't, don't want to take your money. And I'm like, Okay, so yeah, he could be just talking crap, but after what happened on Wednesday and he said that was going to happen, I have to kind of take him seriously. And I don't understand why the FBI and um, other security agencies or other intelligence people aren't listening to these folks. It's obviously that they're not or they were involved. Well, that's it. That's all I have for today, I believe. And I may make another uh, podcast depending on what occurs um, in, in, in our world today. And before I, I, I go off the, uh, I stop um, the podcast, I would be remiss not to congratulate uh, the people of Georgia. Georgia on, yeah, Georgia been on my mind for a while and they came through. They really came through. Uh, Stacey Abrams did a wonderful job with determination and hard work. One of the people that I I know, Jennifer Simmons out in uh, Georgia, and I call her a field general. I worked with her uh, during the Obama elections. I'm telling you, and this woman loves what she does, but she works hard. This lady works from dawn till dark and even after dark. I had the pleasure of meeting her, and I know she's a very hard worker. Congratulations. I really, really am happy uh, for you, Jennifer. You guys did a wonderful job out there. So big ups to Jennifer Simmons and to Stacey Abrams and their team, because one thing I did learn uh, from Jennifer is you can't accomplish that kind of uh, effectiveness without a very good team. And you guys in Georgia had a wonderful team and very proud of you guys, extremely proud of you guys. And for the rest of the United States, thank you. Okay, so that's it. That's all for me today. Um, This was a special report of Info Blips by John Haynes. If you'd like to contact me, please do so at InfoBlips, the at sign activist.com. That's InfoBlips, the at sign 
activist.com. I ask that you guys support our sponsors, uh, Triple D's Barbecue Sauce.com. That's Triple D's Barbecue Sauce.com. He has a bundle pack, Yancey Seals. My man is on it. He's got a bundle pack now. I ordered mine the other day. Hopefully, it'll get here soon. And so we'd ask you guys to support them. Now I have to have an obligatory disclaimer. The views and opinions of John Hanks on InfoBlips may or may not be those of my sponsors. So do yourself a favor. Go and try some Triple D's Barbecue Sauce Baked Beans. Triple D's Barbecue Sauce.com. Okay, with that said, go out and make it a great life. Thanks, everybody. Be safe. And may the blessings of God be upon all of us.